Welcome into the Scout in the Sports page. I'm the host, Paige Demacos, here at FanRag Sports Studios, and my lovely co-host, Gary Horton, is joining me, but he's joining me from somewhere very nice, and that is San Diego. Gary, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. 75, sunny. What could be better in San Diego? Oh yeah, another 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 rough day for you in uh, in San Diego. But today is NFL kickoff. You and I are both huge football fans, so we're a lot of excitement for tonight's game. And tonight's game is a premier matchup: the Kansas City Chiefs, the New England Patriots. The Patriots playing at home, and my oh my, are they a good team at home? I I heard a statistic today. The Patriots, after a Super Bowl, they are in season openers at home. They are 4-0 and with an average margin of victory of nine points. That's a lot in the NFL. Gary, how can the Kansas City Chiefs beat the New England Patriots? Well, l- let me preface it, Paige, by saying Andy Reid is probably, next to Bill Belichick, the best coach in the NFL when he has time to prepare. His record coming off a bye I don't have it right in front of me, but it's absolutely phenomenal. So these are two coaches. You give them time to prepare and watch a lot of film. They're going to come up with great, great game plans. Having said that, I think the Patriots are so much better in in almost every, every way, but especially offensively. I just don't know how the Chiefs are going to slow them down because they can run the ball if they need to. They can go heavy. They can spread you out and get one-on-one matchups in the passing game. And they just, as you and I have talked about before, they make more in-game adjustments than any team in the NFL. Yeah, and I know everyone in the NFL, but for the most part, you know, we have we all have this little love affair with the Patriots, and it's it's because they have done the impossible. They've created a dynasty in the NFL, which in a league where going going this stretch as good as they've been is – pretty much impossible and this team got better in the offseason which is crazy to think that a Super Bowl winning team got better in the offseason but let's stick with the Chiefs first a different look on their running game uh they leave they let go of Jamal Charles in the offseason a guy who's been there for a while Andy Reid's keeps a very strong running game and Spencer Ware goes down so now they have Kareem Hunt a guy who's going to be carrying the load for the Kansas City Chiefs is he going to be enough in this offense to withhold that that strong running game that Andy Reid is known for? Well, they've been doing it with mirrors a little more in the run game than I think people realize. You know, this is not a power run game. but And you're right, Andy Reid is committed to running the football, but they do it with sprint draws. They'll do it with wide plays, one cut-and-go zone schemes, stretch plays. You know, these are all things that Hunt can do. And the other thing is the screenplay is really an extension of their run game. So they're going to have to gadget the Patriots' uh, defense to death with all these little plays and hopefully get them out of position. Maybe they overrun a hole and make a cut backside. But that Patriots' front seven versus the run is probably – the strength of their defense. They're not as good outside, not as good on the pass rush, but inside, they're going to be tough for Kansas City to gain any yards against. Yeah, it's going to be, it's always tough. It's always tough against the Patriots, especially when they're playing at home in Gillette Stadium. This this running game is very different for me, and I'm, I'm, 
I think Kareem Hunt can do it just because of the system that he's in, but I think it will be interesting to to pay attention to the loss because obviously they lose Jamal Charles. He's obviously been injury prone and had some issues over the last couple of seasons, but they've always had kind of a key marquee guy, and they thought that Spencer Ware was going to be that guy. And now that he's not there, you're relying on somebody, you know, Kareem Hunt, to take over a big role in this offense. So I'll be interested to see what that does to this team. And Alex Smith was the leader in rushing touchdowns last year, which you never really want your quarterback to be the leader in rushing touchdowns. So it'll be interesting to see what adjustments they make with Kareem Hunt and Alex Smith in this season. No, and the one other thing, Paige, is they need to establish the run game because that opens up a pretty good play-action package, and especially for Hill on some vertical routes. If you can't run the ball, then your play action is not as effective, and that could be a big part of this game for Kansas City. And let's talk about let's talk about Tyree Hill. He Tyree Hill, Tyreek Hill is is now a wide receiver one. Uh, they move they move on from Jeremy Macklin in the off season, and now Tyreek Hill is in a wide receiver one spot. He's struggled in the preseason a bit. He's had a couple of pretty bad drop balls that I've seen watching some of the film. But do you think that Tyreek Hill can can transition into this wide receiver one spot because he had a great season last year, but he wasn't asked to be the wide receiver one from the very beginning. So do you think he's going to be enough alongside of Travis Kelsey, who's a very good tight end? You know, Paige, I've struggled with this for the last couple of months. One day I wake up and I think maybe he's a a one-year wonder that's not quite as good as we think he is. And then I come back the next day and I say, you know what, this kid's for real. He's got great speed. He's explosive. I'm not sure. He is their deep threat right now. They count, they're count. they counting on him to be that on an offense that doesn't throw the ball deep very well. But I think to get any big plays, they're going to have to rely on him. And I think the problem that we have is defenses know the same thing. So they say, hey, I shut down Hill on the deep ball. And now all I got to do is cover Kelsey on all the underneath intermediate stuff. So I think the school's out right now on Hill, but they are counting on him to be their big play guy. And I think they'll use some gadget plays, reverses, maybe some zone reads, which Hill can do. So I think uh, those are areas that they can probably also improve. Yeah, they're going to need him to be the guy. I mean, they don't have anybody else. They have, obviously, Travis Kelsey, their tight end, who's a good good tight end option. But their wide receiver, their depth there is not what it needs to be. So Tyreek Hill is going to have to step up and be the guy for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, let's talk about the defense. Because the Kansas City defense was phenomenal last year. 5-1 and one last season against teams with top 10 offenses. 3-1 and one against top 10 QBRs, including... Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Luck, Ben. I mean, they are they're a phenomenal. They tied the league last year with 18 interceptions. It was a very fun defense to watch. Now, they did lose Don Terry Poe in the offseason. It's a different – now, it, it's always a different – it's not the same year to year. There's always that chemistry factor. Injuries always play a key. Do you think this defense can be as good as they were last year? Because last year they're in an elite category. Are they still an elite defense in the NFL? Well, I think and you mentioned the key is, you know, can they create turnovers like they did a year ago? The thing that has made this Kansas City defense so special is the fact that they take a ball away from you, they give the offense a short field to work with, 
and I don't know if we can expect them to continue that. Now, they, they give up more yards than you may think between the 20s, but they tighten up in the red zone. In fact, both of these defenses do that. But, I, you know, they're playing an offense that does not turn the ball over, does not make mistakes. So I think they have a real challenge tonight to figure out how do I slow down Tom Brady because he's not going to give me three or four chances with an interception, fumbles, mistakes. So creating turnovers and getting the ball back to their offense is going to be a real challenge against the Patriots. Let's finish here on the Chiefs with Alex Smith. Last year was an interesting year, most yardage in Kansas City since he's been there, but he had his fewest touchdowns and most interceptions. I found that statistic very interesting because he threw for the most yards, but he had the least amount of touchdowns and the most interceptions. So is Alex Smith, this is always a question I get because they go out and they get Patrick Mahomes. He was one of my favorites in the draft. I think he's going to be, I think he has the tools to be a really, really good quarterback in the NFL, but he's a rookie. Is Alex Smith enough for this team to not only make the playoffs, but ultimately get to the Super Bowl? Because he hasn't been enough in the past, and this is one thing that Chiefs fans, I know, I have a lot of friends who are Chiefs fans, they always complain about Alex Smith, the game manager. Is he more than a game manager, Gary? Well, I think the fans have obviously that attitude, but if you talk to the Chiefs coaches, which I have, they have a lot of faith in Alex Smith. They think he can get the job done. They love the way he runs the huddle. They love Mahomes now, and they think he's their future. But it's not even close, I don't think, in their minds as who should be the starting quarterback in running this team. And ironically, I've talked to a couple of their coaches in the preseason, and they said Mahomes has actually made Alex Smith a little more of a gunslinger in the preseason and in practice because he's such a big play guy that takes chances that they notice Alex Smith being a little more uh, taking chances with the football, going deep a little more. And I think that's what everybody complains about when they're Chiefs fans. We don't take enough big shots. We don't really test the defense. We don't have enough explosive plays. And I think that's what they want out of Smith. Having said that, I don't know if they can get it. This is not a big play offense, so they're going to have to be smart. Like you said earlier, play great defense, not turn the ball over. But I think they're good enough with Smith. I don't know if they're a Super Bowl good enough, but I think that the coaches are very comfortable that the right guys were in that huddle. And I think on top of I, I always find myself defending quarterbacks, I think for him as well, he doesn't exactly have phenomenal tools around him. Now he's got a backup running back running in the offense. He has a second-year wide receiver as his top-tier wide receiver. It's not like he's been gifted a bunch of great wide receivers. He's not in the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. This is a much different offense. He doesn't have that elite-level wide receiver like an Antonio Brown and then a Martavis Bryant and then a Le'Veon Bell. He doesn't have those guys. So I think no, and he, and he doesn't have a great offensive line in front of him. Yep, exactly. And I think that all comes into play when you're talking about Alex Smith and what you can expect from him. But let's transition here into the Patriots. A lot to love about this team, but let's start with the additions. Uh, the Patriots rarely go out and get their guy. They've always made 
people into these special players, especially wide receivers, I think, over time, they've always been able to plug and play. But they go out and get a guy like Brandon Cooks, a guy who has been a top-tier wide receiver over the last few years. I think of the time when they went out and got Randy Moss. Is this something, as scary as it sounds, that's going to take the Patriots' offense to a new level? They have Gronk healthy. They have Dwayne Allen. They're going to run those two tight end sets. They have that. They have a bunch of running backs they're going to run out there, and you know how Bill Belichick uses all of his running backs. Is the addition of Brandon Cooks going to really take Tom Brady to even another level, if that's possible? Well, Paige, you said it. It's Randy Moss revisited. Brandon Cooks is, is going to be the guy that will challenge defenses vertically. Uh, as good as the Patriots' short three- and five-step drop passing game has been, now with Cooks going on deep routes, defensive backs have to sit back. You can't crowd the line of scrimmage. And when he gets a one-on-one matchup, he is going to be spectacular. Now, the ironic thing, we talk about Cooks in this game, Marcus Peters, a great corner for Kansas City, is probably going to cover him all over the field, which he does. He takes their best uh, opponent's best wide receiver. To me, that's the matchup, the key individual matchup of the week, and I believe that it's going to be fun to watch. And they could cancel each other out. All of a sudden, Brandon Cooks, who I think will have a great year, may not have one tonight because Peters is really a good cover corner, but that gives Brady about eight other options in the passing game. Yeah, that's that's the ridiculous part. Now, the one thing I look at is their running game. Uh, you have an interesting mix with James White, Dan Lewis, a guy, my Husker, my Husker guy, Rex Burkhead. Is this team going to be able to effectively run the ball? Because I always look at this and go, okay, it's kind of a bunch of, I hate to say, no-name, no plug-and-play running backs. But it, Belichick always seems to get the most out of these guys. Do you think they're going to be able to effectively run the ball this year with these three guys? I think they want to run the football uh, a little bit better, but I think they'll take whatever you give them. You know, if you're going to play off and a bunch of sub-packages to stop the passing game, then Belichick has, has shown in the past, hey, I'll pound the ball inside. You know, I can uh, bring an extra lineman in. I can go heavy. That's the, the beauty of this offense is you think of spread them out, empty, five receivers, three and five step drops, throw the ball every time. But they can also come back and go to heavy packages you know, six offensive linemen, two backs, a lead fullback, and pound you, force a defense to play base, and then that allows them to uh, uh, to attack you in the passing game, often off play action. So they're going to adjust to whatever they see, but I don't think they're going to be dynamic run game pace, but I think they'll be better than you think. But we won't know until each week. It's going to be on a week-by-week basis. One week, they'll run the ball, and you'll say, you know what, they're pretty good at this. And then the next week, they'll throw it 50 times. A fantasy football nightmare. That is what I call Bill Belichick's running back situation. That's why I never draft any of the running backs, because you never know who is going to get the ball, who's going to be the goal line guy, and you have no idea in reality what their depth chart looks like, because Bill Belichick never really lets you know or gives you any indication as to who's going to be the guy that week. But let's talk to you. And and as you said, 
you don't. It depends on the game plan. It depends on who you're playing against. You know, this week it could be Burkhead. Next week it could be Lewis. You know, they find specific roles for players that fit against their opponents. And so, again, you don't know from week to week who they're going to, you know, put up there as their lead guy. It just It's an amazing philosophy on both sides of the ball. Absolutely. But let's talk defense. With this defense, not in the same category necessarily as the Chiefs, but this is a very good defense, the Patriots defense. I think their one struggle, as you kind of alluded to earlier, is the pass rush. They've let guys like Chandler Jones go in the in a season or two ago. They're not, but they always seem to kind of keep things together and do enough defensively to make sure that their offense is is going to be bolstered enough. Is this defense, what, what kind of category would you put this defense in, and, and what are their strengths and weaknesses? Well, first of all, I think they're going to be an outstanding defense, much better than most people realize. And the thing, I watched a lot of film because, as you said, the pass rush was not there, their edge rush, and I said, oh, this is going to be a real weakness. I watched a lot of film. I've talked to some of my guys in the league, and the consensus that I've come up with based on the people I've talked to is that they're going to replace their pass rush with coverage, Page. They are so deep in the secondary, they can go to their sub-packages. They, they have great corner play. They're strong at safety. They can line up one-on-one. They can press. They can play off coverages. And I think they're going to replace that pass rush with coverage and basically say, we need more time to get to the quarterback so our coverages will hold up, the quarterback will hold on to the football, and that's how our pass rush will get there. Not that it's great initially, but you give us more time because the receivers can't separate and we'll still be as effective. In other words, you know, it's another brilliant you know, coaching move by the Patriots. Yeah, it seems like we're always <laughs> we're always saying a brilliant coaching move by the Patriots. Let's talk, we'll get into X-Factor. Who do you think is the X-Factor in this game for either team that really puts this this matchup, this specific game, this person takes it to the next level? Who is your X-Factor in tonight's game? Well, for New England, Dwayne Allen, you, you know, you mentioned earlier that they love their two tight end sets. Dwayne Allen comes from Indianapolis. He's really a, a good tight end. He can block a little bit, but he's a, also an excellent receiver. And with all the attention that Gronk gets, and especially with Eric Berry playing center field for the Chiefs, sitting there between the hashes where Gronk loves to run, I think Allen's going to get a great matchup, probably versus the linebacker or maybe their box safety, Ron Parker, and I think he could have some sneaky production, maybe even as he releases a little late on some routes, looks like he's going to block and then releases. But I, I kind of like him. I think the other guy that could really have sneaky production is Chris Hogan. He's a guy that may take some slot snaps now that Edelman's gone, and they really like him after the catch on crossing routes. And uh, I would say this, both offenses, Paige, let me throw in one little caveat. They love, they love to run crossing routes and pick plays. And I think the challenge for both of these pass defenses, they're going to have to get away from the rub routes and the pick plays. Otherwise, guys are going to be wide open. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's it's. I love Dwayne Allen. I love what the Patriots do with their tight end sets. I've gotten used to watching the Arizona Cardinals and them using their tight end as a blocker versus in the way that they're used so often as such a key offensive piece in the Patriots offense. But let's get a little bit fantasy. Let's talk a little fantasy football in this aspect. Brandon Cooks now, different than being in the New Orleans Saints offense where it's pass, 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 and you knew he was going to get the ball. We know that Belichick doesn't feature anybody specifically, but they did go out and get their guy. Like you said earlier, he is going to be covered by Marcus Peters the entire game, one of the premier guys in this league. Is Brandon Cook still? You're going to have to start him because if you if you got him, you drafted him early. But what it, what level of production do you expect tonight from a fantasy perspective? I don't think he's going to have great production. I think it's as we said earlier, it's going to be a great individual matchup. But I think Peterson is probably going to negate a big game by Cooks. I just don't. I, I don't see them. The Patriots, I see them looking at that matchup and saying, you know what, we'll go other places uh, for production. I just don't think he has a big game. He'll have a lot of big games, but I don't think this is one of them. Is there anybody else you like tonight from a fantasy perspective? I know you mentioned Chris Hogan. I would agree with you. I like, especially with Edelman being out, I think Hogan, there's a lot of upside there, especially if you drafted um, earlier on when Edelman was still in the picture and you probably got Hogan at a really good value now that Edelman's not in the picture and he's he's going to be getting a lot of the targets. Is there anybody kind of, you know, obviously Gronk, you're obviously starting Tom Brady, but is there anybody maybe off the radar that you're looking at that you think might have a good game tonight? Well, I, I've really tried to search and search trying to figure out if they're close to the goal line, who's going to get the carries? And I hate to say this because I know he's a Cornhusker. <laughs> but Burkhead is a sneaky guy. He has tremendous versatility. I could see them using him as a fullback in the goal line. Remember the old days where they used Mike Vrabel as a fullback and they'd release him on routes yep. in goal line situations? I could see Burkhead being maybe a sneaky guy in the red zone. Not a lot of touches, but quality touches. But... I really think for the Patriots in this game, I think Brady's numbers are going to be great. But everybody else, and you mentioned it, it's a dilemma you have when you draft Patriots. I think the production will be spread around. And I don't think there will be any wow production by by these guys. But Brady could have... 400 yards, but it's spread around to eight different receivers. Yeah, I've always I've always been under the assumption that the only person I felt comfortable drafting on the Patriots, other than Tom Brady, was Rob Gronkowski, because Gronk always gets his numbers. He's always, especially for... And, and maybe at Edelman, yes, if he was healthy. Yes, and Edelman, he was always kind of the guy that you knew that Brady felt comfortable going to on a regular basis. And if it was a tight game, you know that the ball was going to Edelman CC last year's Super Bowl and those elite right. crazy catches that Edelman. Obviously, he's not there now. So the guy that I think benefits even more from that is Gronk because Gronk's the guy who's been with Tom Brady now in that offense for a long time. He comes back healthy, and I think he's going to have a monster year fantasy-wise. Oh, I absolutely agree with you. And I w- we mentioned Chris Hogan before. The word out of New England is Brady is really developing confidence in Hogan, and that could wind up being a secondary matchup, but a nice one. But I think you're right. I think Gronk is so focused and so ready 
to have a healthy year, and uh, that, that just makes them even more scary. How do you stop him, you know, on, on a seam route? You don't. <laughs> one you year don't, is but, one year one year is. You know what? Tonight that other matchup though, Eric Berry yep. sitting there right in the hole when he runs the seam route. That's going to be fun to watch, also. Absolutely, tonight's matchup is going to be a lot of fun, Gary. I'm so excited that NFL football is back. But I will leave. We'll end with this. Let's look at a couple of these quick matchups at the end of the weekend. This is what we will do throughout the regular season. We will go through the entire weeks of matchups in the NFL, and we will give them to you on FanRag Sports. This week, we're just doing tonight's matchup, but I do want to ask you if you have your eyes on any specific games this weekend that are like, wow, I'm really excited about watching this game. Give me a couple of those. Well, Oakland at Tennessee, I think is great because we have improved offenses. We have great young quarterbacks. Uh, we have running games that we think could be really good. I love that game, Carr and Mariota, and I think it's a real litmus test for Oakland to go across the country. Are they as good as we think they are? Seattle at Green Bay, obviously. What a great week one matchup. Russell Wilson, you know, versus Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Seattle's defense is off the charts. Green Bay's offense is off the charts. Does Green Bay have a running game? that we hope they can do. Uh, You know, I I think there's so many storylines there. And then the Giants at Dallas was sort of interesting. Now it becomes very interesting because Ezekiel Elliott's going to play. Is this the Dallas team that we think they are? I have real questions about the, uh, the Giants. And I think even though it's week one, this is an important character game for both teams. And so I think that'll be be fun to watch and then i think a game that maybe doesn't matter to a lot of people but jacksonville at houston from an emotional standpoint what a game for the 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 houston players the houston fans all they've been through uh jj watt what he's done for that community so i think from an emotional standpoint that's a game that you kind of watch at watching you you feel proud of some things that in this league that a lot of people don't talk about. Absolutely. Over $27 million J.J. Watt has has garnered together for the city of Houston. And I'm like you, all the matchups you mentioned, very excited. I think that my number one matchup is Seahawks-Packers just from an an NFC West divisional standpoint to see what the Seahawks are going to do. The addition of Sheldon Richardson on that defense is just ridiculous to think about. And then offensively, I have a lot of question marks about their offensive line and what they can do to keep Russell Wilson healthy because at the end of the day, they need Russell Wilson. They do have a great defense, but they need him to be the Super Bowl caliber team that they were of a few years ago. And we all know what Aaron Rodgers can do. So I'm very excited to see what that game brings. And then obviously... Sunday night football, Giants-Cowboys, doesn't get much better than that. That always that always brings the best out of both teams, and Ezekiel Elliott is playing. So definitely how, have, how would you like to, How would you like to be the Giants where you said, you know what, we can go into Dallas and steal a game without Ezekiel Elliott 
and then five days before the game, <laughs> oh, he is playing. Yeah. That's a different Dallas team that, than the one we were preparing against. Absolutely. You're going to see what that coaching staff is made of because that is some game planning on the run, more like uh, what they had prepared is much different than what they're getting now, obviously with Ezekiel Elliott versus Darren McFadden back in the backfield. But we will end with this. Score predictions for tonight's game. Gary, who wins and what's uh, the score? I'm going to say – New England, 31, Kansas City, 20. Okay, I'm, I'm close. I'm uh, New England, 31, Kansas City, 17. I think, uh, I think this is a pretty close first half, but I do think New England runs away with it in the end because they are just the better team. They're playing at home. Perhaps if this was a game in, uh, let's say, December in Kansas City, I would feel differently. But opening week, 70,000 Patriots fans going nuts after a Super Bowl, unbelievable Super Bowl win they had last year. I think this one will be a fun game to watch because we're watching two great teams. But at the end of the day, Tom. You're watching two great great coaches. Absolutely. But, Gary, thank you for joining me today. Uh, We will be back next week. You can subscribe on iTunes to our podcast, The Scout and the Sports Page. You can always find this podcast on fanragsports.com. You can follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Horton NFL. You can follow me on Twitter at the sports page. But for Gary Horton, I'm Paige Demakos. This has been the Scout and the Sports Page.